You may not have everything figured out in this life. You may not have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted and everything just falling into place and going just right. We're on a journey, and with the help of the Lord, we're making it day by day, and we're better today because Jesus is in our lives. We're better today because Jesus Christ has made a difference in our lives lives and I'm so glad the apostle Paul said said that the gospel which he he first delivered unto them how that Jesus died and was buried and on the third day rose again from the grave victorious over death hell and the grave can we give the lord one more hand clap of praise so thankful so thankful to the Lord Jesus and all that he does in our lives. All of us, you included, are on some pathway spiritually. It's a, it's a spiritual path, and you've taken, taken steps in this spiritual journey. Some of you have, have been in church for, for years. Some of you have been in church 30 years, 40 years. Some of you have been in church five months, five, five years, what, whatever. But regardless of how long we've been, there's still another step for us to take. There's still a higher level to reach. There's still, there's still steps for us to take in our walk with God. So here at Christian Life, we do things in next steps. There's a next step for you. The four things. Find. Know God personally. Experience salvation. Belong. Connect. That's where we find freedom. Connect together. You need others to settle your issues. Another great week. Strong week of, of connections going on here in our small groups at Christian Life. And I want to give our small group leaders a hand. It is successful because the small group leaders are on top of it and are pushing these uh, to be a success. Uh, confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. Where do you do that? You do that in connections. You do that uh, when you are together. Grow. You were born on purpose for a purpose. And you need to discover your purpose so that you will in turn serve. Serve. Your purpose is doing something with your life that is changing others' lives. Your purpose is doing something in your life that is changing and making a difference in others lives and that's the highest level of living that's the highest level of living being a servant who that is greatest among you let him be the servant to all we've talked about the last few weeks now the gospels Matthew Mark and Luke about a third of the entire book, the books in the entirety, a third of it is devoted to the last week of Jesus' life. Uh, a third of that in those entire writings are devoted to uh, the Passion Week. And in the book of John, it's about half, uh, half the chapters devoted to that last week of Jesus' life. So folks, this stuff is important. And, and in no way will we in four weeks be able to exhaust uh, that one week and what all has been spoken about in scriptures in that week, uh, Jesus' Passion Week. It, it is in this week that we see God's passion, that we see him demonstrating his great love towards us. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Somebody say amen. amen. 
Nothing like it and thankful for it. So today I want to talk about the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood. There's power in the cross. It wasn't just something that we read about. It wasn't just something that we talk about once or twice or three times throughout the year. There is power. There is power that took place because Jesus went to a cross and died in your stead. He died for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Verse number 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. They don't see the power in it. They don't understand what it's all about. They think it's foolishness. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. It's the very power of God. It's the cross. In the cross of Jesus, it contains power. It wasn't just uh, that he went through it. It was all uh, for a purpose. Uh, Folks, there is power in the blood. Uh, Wonder working power in the blood uh, of uh, Jesus. Somebody put your hands together. There's power in the blood. He's fine. He's fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 12 verse 10 And 11 says, then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. Somebody say amen. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. Salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and authority of his Christ. And you can have all three of these, salvation, power, and authority. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, the devil, has been thrown down to earth, the one who accused them before our God day and night, and they have defeated him. How? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony that's how you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony folks there is power in the blood of Jesus there is power wonder working power in the blood it begins on that week on that Thursday night Jesus and his disciples celebrate Passover of the last supper or the last supper however you want to call that in the new testament that's that's where we get our communion or 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 the lord's supper and after they had the cup and the bread jesus as we talked about last week washes the disciples feet and judas cuts uh, 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 out and leaves the, the 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 day leaves the table leaves the gathering and receives his 30 pieces of silver he betrays jesus he tells them where Jesus is, leads them to him, disciples, uh, 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 Jesus head from, from there to the Garden of Gethsemane, and there Jesus prayed. And there Jesus prayed. And listen, folks, if you're going through something or you know you're about to go through something, the best thing you can do is pray. The best thing you can do is communicate with God. The best thing that you can do is get a hold of the Lord. Somebody say amen. 
Jesus knows uh, it's going to be difficult, but he finds strength uh, in prayer there in Gethsemane. And, and, and they finished praying, and, and, and the story goes on. The, the, the disciples went a little further. He goes on, they're sleeping. Could you not watch with me? Could you not pray uh, for an hour? The, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, and, and then the soldiers, uh, the Roman soldiers come up to arrest him. And, and all night long, it, it's a long night. It's a never-ending, seemingly night. He goes from trials and high priest and Sanhedrin and Pilate and Herod and then back to, to Pilate. And this all happened throughout the night till most likely 6 a.m. in the morning. And the Bible says in Matthew 26, 59 through 68, the chief priests were looking for false evidences because there wasn't any true evidence. They were looking for false uh, evidence. There was nothing true that they could get on him. Uh, he was perfect. And how can you convict uh, a perfect man? You can't. Uh, against Jesus, they tried to find something false evidence so that they could put him to death. Verse 60 says, but they didn't find any, though many false witnesses uh, came Forward, Many came forward. 63 says, but Jesus remained silent. Tell us if you're the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, here's something he is guilty of. He, he is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He does have power to break the yoke off of your life. That's what Christ means, the anointed one, the one that can break the powers off your life. He is the son of the living God. He is the one that can make a difference in your life. 64 says, you have said so. Thou sayest, uh, you have said so. It, it, it's as uh, you say. And when he says he is God, he, he either has to be, uh, he has to be what he says he is, uh, or he's simply a liar. And if he's not a liar, you ought to fall down uh, and worship him uh, because he is uh, who he said he is. And then it goes on to say, verse 66, uh, what do you think? He is worthy of death, they answer. He came at a time, folks, when capital punishment was the harshest of any other time period. He didn't get a lethal injection. He didn't take a bullet from a firing range. He wasn't electrocuted. He was crucified. He was crucified. He was executed in a time like no other. 1 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed for us. Jesus died as our Passover lamb. Jesus died as our sacrifice. At Passover, they would sacrifice the lamb at 9 a.m. in the morning. At 9 a.m., Jesus had the nails in his hands and in his feet. At 3 p.m., they would put the lamb in the oven. At 3 p.m., they took him off the cross and they put him in the tomb. Folks, this was intentional. It was not coincidental. It was intentional because Jesus was and is our Passover lamb. 
Isaiah saw 800 years before this would take place, before it would happen. Isaiah wrote in 53rd chapter in the 5th verse, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that was brought upon us, the punishment that brought us peace was on him and with his stripes by his wombs we are healed four things four wombs there of the crucifixion as stated in Isaiah 53 and they didn't just happen to Jesus they were for you it's applicable in your life we're going to talk about that for just a moment here you may be heaven bound but you can find freedom through these four things that Jesus paid for on the cross they represent something for you and I'll give them to you in chronological order the first thing that would happen is the scourging they have what is called that cat of nine tails and it, was, it had a handle on it and it had nine strands that went out from the handle and out of it was each strand was tied bones and rock and, and glass and sharp objects and, and it's really tough to even think about when you think about those objects it wasn't just being whipped it wasn't just being beaten but those every nine la- leather strip out had rocks or bones or, or glass pieces in there so that it would literally cut and literally thread through the skin 39 39 lashes 13 down one side 13 down another side and then 13 down the middle Roman law wouldn't allow them to do it past 39 because most would die from that alone and Isaiah tells us why he went through all of that or what it actually does for us. The first thing, the whip, the whip is healing in my body. The whip was healing and is healing in my body. By his stripes you are healed. Every stripe that was taken upon his back is for some type of disease, some type of infirmity. And he is saying I'll pay the price not only for your sins, but I'll pay the price for your sickness as well. We believe that Jesus took the stripes on his back so that you'd never have to take them on your back so that you could experience real freedom and healing in your body. I'm talking about healing, healing in your body. And Jesus Christ is still a healer today. He is the Lord that healeth thee. You have sickness in your body. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can touch you. Jesus can make a difference. He is a healer. The great physician has not closed shop. You say, why doesn't he heal everybody? We don't have an answer for why some are healed and some are not healed. But I know he has and he will continue to heal. If you believe that, put your hands together and clap to him. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, by his stripes, you have been healed. Pastor. 
past tense. It's already been paid for. It's already been done. Then they did something they didn't normally do. They, they took him to the praetorium. It's, it's where the guards hung out, kind of like a, a locker room setting. And, and they brought Jesus there to, to mock him. They, they put a purple robe on him and they smote him. And they said, if you're a prophet, who hit you? Who struck you? And he could have. He knew exactly who. He knew the end from the beginning and still knows the end from the beginning. But he didn't. He didn't say. He held his peace like a lamb to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth. They couldn't get a reaction. Then they took a cluster of thorn branches, uh, two-inch thorns, and they twisted it into a crown, and they shoved it down upon his head. Not only would this have caused blood to flow down his face, uh, but also inwardly through those punctures, would cause intense pressure in his head. Isaiah saw the thorns and he makes a a comment there. The punishment on him brings us peace. Where do people have chaos in their life? Where do a lot of people have torment in their life? It is in their minds. No peace, constant worry, constant movement, constant thinking. What if, what if? Constant worry, constant chaos in their minds. The thorns were for freedom in my mind. For peace in my mind. The punishment that brought peace. Some today have stress. Some today have depression. Some today have anxiety, worry, fear, and your brain is driving you crazy. You don't have any peace. Hear me. Jesus didn't just bring you salvation to go down the road to heaven, but he came. John 14 and 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give it as the world gives it. Don't let your heart be troubled don't be afraid and if you're troubled and if you're afraid and if you're stressed you forgot a benefit that he's given us right here on earth Isaiah 26 and 3 says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. He went through the pain in his head so I wouldn't have to have pain in my head so I could have peace in my mind. Some of you need to experience Jesus' peace, uh, not as the world gives it, uh, but as he gives it to you. Then they take Jesus back to the public area and they, they make the prisoners carry their own cross to Golgotha's uh, hill. And, and, and they took and they, they nailed in two places. And, and of course, the, the Bible says hands and feet. And we know it was, it was most likely down here in the wrist, but, but, but we say hands. And, and if you have an issue with that, then, then you probably just have an issue with everything his hands and and his feet and they put a little bend in his knee and and you know your shoulder muscles are gone they've already stripped them and ripped them with the cat of nine tails and been beaten on the back have no muscle and muscles are ripped and, and gone 
They put the, the bend in the knee so that you could, you could lift up to get a breath. Couldn't lift up really with your arms because there was, it was cause of the death of crucifixion would be suffocation. Push up while they could to get that breath. Get their lungs filled with air and they'd go back down. And they'd push up to get another breath and then they'd go back down. Common from the die of suffocation, not having the strength left to push up to get that breath. Hands and feet. Hands and feet. Your hands are everything you've ever done. Your feet are every play, every place you've ever you've ever gone. And remember what Isaiah said, he was pierced for your transgressions. Pierced for your transgressions. Every place you've you've gone where you went too far. You weren't supposed to to go there. He was pierced for those transgressions. For everything you've done that you weren't supposed to do. He was pierced for those transgressions. The nails are freedom for my hands, my feet. Pierced for our transgressions. Freedom from everything I've done. Jesus paid it all on the cross. Someone said, well, the Lord's forgiven me of my sin. Not only does he forgive it, but Hebrews 8 and 12 says, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Not only does he forgive you, but he forgets it. He forgets. As far as the east is from the west, so great is his mercy towards you. Could you lift your hands all over this house and begin to thank him for forgiveness? Begin to thank him for his mercy that he's shown you. Some of you say, you say, you've forgiven someone in your home. And it's right to forgive. See, there's so many messages we could go on in the cross. It's right to forgive. And how do you forgive? The Bible says you forgive just like Christ forgave you. That's the benchmark for your forgiveness. You forgive others just like he forgave you. Some folks say, oh, I forgive you. But they don't forget it. I forgive you. Then they bring it up every time, every time something else comes up. I'm forgiving you, but I'm not forgetting it. Some of you live for, for God like he's that way. Folks, he's not that way. He's not that way. God not only paid for your sins, he has forgotten them. He blotted them out. Hebrews 9, 14 says, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. He takes the shame. He takes the guilt off of you. If you've been carrying that today, Jesus wants to free you from that. He wants to free you from the guilt of your mistakes. And then finally, on that ninth hour, he breathed his last breath they'd stay there for days at times hung suspended between earth and heaven hung upon that cross but at 3 p.m. he breathed his last breath it was Passover and they didn't want the prisoners to stay up there those being crucified to stay up there past that they didn't want him to stay up there for days so so they went and they were told the soldiers to go and to break their legs which would would speed up the process of 
of death. Legs being broke, they wouldn't have the ability, uh, not only the pain and the suffering from what took place there, but they wouldn't have uh, the ability to be able to lift themselves up uh, and get a breath. Scripture had already prophesied that not a bone would be broken, uh, and it wasn't, uh, but to make sure that the soldier took a spear when he got to Jesus and he saw that he was already dead. He, he doesn't break the legs, but he, he takes a spear and he, he thrusts it into his side up underneath the rib cage there, jabs the heart to make sure that they were dead. And the Bible says that forthwith came out blood and water which medical science would tell you that his heart had already ruptured before the spear went up. So how did Jesus die? Not a new thing. It's not from blood loss. It's not from pain. It was not from suffocation. No, medical science would tell you that Jesus died from a broken heart. He literally died. He literally, cause of death would be due to a broken heart. And Isaiah said he was crushed. He was crushed. I wonder how many in this house today, you've had your heart crushed. A divorce maybe, maybe a wayward child, maybe a death of someone who died before they were supposed to, a disappointment, maybe a business failure, maybe uh, maybe you knew or he knew, God knew in advance that you'd be going through that. He knew in advance that you'd be crushed by that so he'd have to experience, uh, to feel it, uh, to pay for it. So the fourth thing, the spear was for my heart. It applies to my heart. He gives you healing in your body. He gives you peace in your mind. He gives guilt free from your hands and your feet, but he gives you joy back. He gives you joy back, and some of you need your joy back. You need your heart to be healed. He doesn't just forgive you. He doesn't just send you to heaven or make you heaven ready. Psalms 147 and 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted. He Binds up their wombs. Heals the brokenhearted. Could you lift your hands all over this house one more time? Lord, those in this house that, that are brokenhearted, those in this house uh, that have suffered pain that they can't seem to get over, that it seems to come up time and time again, uh, that there hasn't been healing from it. God, you, you suffered that uh, so that you could uh, and would uh, heal the brokenhearted, that you would bind up their wounds. So we're going to pray today. We're going to pray for these, these four things that Jesus paid for and provided for us on the cross. Jesus paid a high price so that we could have these benefits right here on earth. Forgiveness, if that had been all it is, that had been enough. Somebody say amen. But more than just forgiveness. More than just forgiveness. Freedom in our bodies. Healing in our bodies. Healing in our minds, free from sin, from the disappointments and the things in life that have, have crushed our hearts. And I pray, I pray that people here and tuning in would surrender their lives totally and completely to you, Lord Jesus. Let it be so this morning. 
those that are dealing with, with chaos, those that are dealing in their mind with so much, uh, so much things going on and, and sailing through, and it seems like there's no peace. Lord, you came and you suffered so that we could have peace of mind. You came and you paid the high price so that we could have healing in our bodies. We don't have to suffer over and over again with the same thing. Jesus took stripes upon his back so that we could be healed. We don't have to keep struggling with the same sin. You don't have to live in guilt. He was pierced for our transgressions. There is power in the blood, power to forgive. He was that Passover lamb once and for all. Was that sacrifice made? That sinful blood took care of it all. And we're thankful for mercy and grace and forgiveness that came from the cross of Calvary and Jesus giving his life a ransom for many. Could you stand your feet with me all over this house? And if you're far from God or maybe took steps away from God and you're here this morning, you're here this morning and you know your heart is not right. You know that, that, that somehow where, where you are in, in your relationship with God, if there be one or if there not be one, you, you know where it is. And if you know that it's not right or, or maybe you're here and you know it's right, but, but at the same time you, you deal with some of these things. You deal with, with chaos in your mind. You deal with, with sickness in your body. You deal with, with this and that and the other and you just want God to somehow touch you and give you the strength this morning. I want us to lift our hands all across this house right now. He paid the price. He paid the price, not only for your sins, not only that you be saved, but that you could have peace, that you could have healing. He did it for you. He did it for you that you wouldn't have any guilt and that if you've been crushed by the disappointments of life, he was crushed. He was crushed for iniquity. He was crushed in his heart as well for you. And you can lift up your head. You can have encouragement. You can have strength right now. There is power, power in the cross of Jesus. Let it come down to you from heaven. Jesus, take my life. Take my life. I, I give it to you. I surrender it completely and totally to you. Thank you for giving your life in my stead. Thank you for dying in my, in my place. Thank you for suffering in my place.